Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Nguyen. Before we get into this episode, I just want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you love our episodes, please do leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes so we can help more performers for free. And please do share this episode with anyone you think this may help or may enjoy this content. I appreciate you and I'm so, so grateful for your support. Today I am back with my wonderful co-host Spencer. How have you been? Have you had a lovely Christmas? Oh it was nice. It was nice to be with family again but also great to start the new year and getting ready to like start auditioning and just have a really great year booking work which I hope we all are. I hope that's our goal. Yes definitely like it's a really exciting time the new year. I feel like everyone hits the ground running and it's a really exciting time where we're all fueled with this adrenaline and this burning desire. But I just want to say and put out there, if you're not feeling like that, that's okay too. Um, but yeah. let's, a lot of people have been saying, oh, I hope this is my year. Or they've been saying that they know it might not be their year. But I think I think we all need to just grab this year and make what we want to make of it and make it our own chapter that we can write. So it's an exciting time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if it is your year, what people are saying, then make those efforts for it for you to book. So like you're going to have to start taking class. You're going to have to start reading new shows, reading new plays, because if you one, it's just like not going to come out of thin air. They're not someone's not just going to say, oh, we're, we're going to email you and you're booked for this big TV show. No, no, no. Like you have to like put yourself in the areas where you're going to book. So start taking the classes and start doing the work. Absolutely. I am so excited to hear about your goals for this year because it's a new year. We've got all these new years, new goals, new me stuff that's flying around. Um, so. As an actor, do you have separate goals or do you just, are you just focusing on acting goals? What, what, what do you do? Yeah. So personally, I definitely do both. Like I do like a Spencer Martinez, like personal goal. Well, I guess it's like now like a Spencer Patoshak goal because now I'm married. So I have a bit my last name is Patoshak, but for theater reasons, I'm Spencer Martinez still, which I'm holding on for and I'm not changing my last name for that. But I'm having um, my goal for like Spencer Patoshak, her, her life, like what does she want? I mean, one, it's drinking more water and staying hydrated. I don't drink enough water. That's just who I am, and I just got a water bottle, a cute little hydro flask, and I'm drinking enough water. I've been drinking two big 32 gallons a day, and that's, like, insane for me, and I'm peeing all the time. It's fine. <laughs> 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 but it's totally okay. It's just something that just will come, it comes with the territory of drinking a lot of water. Um, a second one is not when when plans are being changed – don't get stressed out about that and just kind of ride the wave. Bethany, also, you do that too, I'm sure. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I know. I just had this feeling. No, but I think when things change, I get <gasps> I get really nervous. And I, I'm, like, finding ways to just – I was reading this thing on patience. It's just 
thinking and counting to 10 and just breathing and and it's not going to seem like a lot but when you do that it really helps and changes like your perspective so that's another thing and I think that's kind of it like personal like things and then like actor wise like Spencer Martinez definitely booking um a show if it's like tv film if it's like um it's I don't know I I mean I'm cool with theater um I've been talking about this before like I'm really cool with theater but I'm really trying to focus on tv film so if I could book something there I did get asked to do a new show for like a week and we'll see how that goes my one friend Lauren she asked me to she's she's now in her master's program for directing and she's really excited about it and she's like hey like will you do this part for me I'm like yeah absolutely I and it's great just to work with her because she is so skilled and she's going to be doing amazing things it's like you know when like you get really good people and you're like wow like they're a gem and you need to like hold on to them because they're so talented in what they do and yeah and she's just she's great so I'm doing that and that's happening in February for a week and the show's really interesting it's like the perspective of a child when and like the child's talking, but the mom and dad are trying to get um, a photo of the baby, but the baby's actually speaking and saying like, this is like really not what I want. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't, I want to be somewhere else. I don't like the baby elephant that you gave me when I was, when I was a child, I want another animal. It's like really interesting. So I'm doing that. And I mean, finding an agent would be fabulous, but I feel like you really have to book more work to get an agent, but that's what I feel like we could be talking about today about getting an agent and potentially for people joining the union. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And I love that you're drinking more water and I love that you're worrying less about things you can't control. Cause I have to say that is you hit the nail on the head there. Like worrying about things that are totally out of my control is something I love to do because I when I can control it I know I'll get it done like I know I will right. sort it out but when I can't control it that's when the stress comes but that's when I've got to learn to like just let go and be okay with it and I was actually <laughs> listening to um I can't remember who it was but he was in the SAS so like military forces and he's saying you have to write down a list of everything you're worried about and then cross out everything that you can't control and then that's like a way to like shut it off. So I am going to start doing that this year. I love that. It's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's a really practical way of being like, right, can't worry about that. It's crossed off, mm-hmm. you know, and seeing it and visually crossing it out as like, right, can't worry about it because I can't control it. Yeah. I think that'll help. Yeah. But in terms of goals this year, I've got a lot. I'm I'm feeling ambitious. <laughs> no, feel ambitious. I want to hear. I want to hear. Oh, mine's also to read like a couple of like acting books that I have written down. Yeah, I just got one sent to me, and I'm like obsessed with it already. Because which like, which one? Oh, hold on, I'm gonna go run and get it. Go run and get on. it. Okay, it's called Acting Lions. It's by Penny Templeton. She actually, her daughter found me on TikTok and she sent it to me. And her mom is an acting instructor for like TV film, and I'm like. I'm reading this book and I'm like, finally, there's a book where they're talking about what's happening today and how performers like have to memorize like multiple things and it's hard. And when you're reading like acting books, usually they're kind of like old 
and they're not like in today's time and she's like talking like hey like if you want to find a class like you can be anywhere you can be on zoom and I'm like oh my god finally like someone's talking about like the now time and I'm only on like chapter two but I'm really loving it so far so I'll send it to you if you want it I would love to read that that sounds amazing because uh, one of my goals is is books um I am planning to read 12 so one each month I didn't do it last year but the year before I did um last year I got a bit sloppy I'm not gonna lie to you I started with the best intentions and then this is a thing yeah when life gets busy my habits that are so strong the rest of the time like fade away and my discipline goes when my life gets crazier and I need to maintain that discipline that I have when things are calmer um absolutely so educationally wise definitely want to read 12 books this year um I've also got like loads of different fitness goals in terms of like lowering my resting heart rate and things like that and nutritional meals um business wise obviously we run the performer journals so creating at least one resource a month for people to be able to use I've got some financial goals and then my career goals um I feel like I need to be on set more last year I did a lot of filming jobs in January February just really small essay kind of extra jobs and I loved it and there's a certain discipline that comes with being on set and I feel like I'm so out of practice and I focused on other things last year but this year I want to make sure that I'm on set more um just to be in practice to to get more footage to get more credits even if they aren't massive productions just to keep my foot in the door and keep in the loop and keep networking so definitely want three times this year to be on set for a good number of days doing a project um I want to train twice a week so before I was doing that last year for the last kind of three or four months I was doing acting and vocal classes twice a week. So I definitely want to keep that up because it really made a massive difference. So, and I feel like twice a week is achievable. If I get more time, that's, that's great. I can do more um, and I can vary it. Are your classes, are your classes virtual or are they in person? So I was doing all my classes in person, but now I am going to be going on I Am Pro as there's loads of great classes on there for the UK. Um, so I'm going to be doing that virtually. And then I'm going to go back to singing lessons in person because I feel like my vocal coach, she's amazing and she knows how to work with me, with my posture, where I'm at. She can really hear it. And I feel like through Zoom, hearing the song singing is really difficult like it's something I really struggle with like dance classes I'm even okay with doing obviously studio space is great um but acting and classes and things and and accent classes and things like that that's fine over zoom but for me in terms of singing and vocally where I need to place things I think it's so much more helpful in person um I totally agree yeah absolutely so yeah I'm gonna keep doing that in person (laughs) And then just develop my social media because that's really helped me grow as an actor, as a person. It's helped me help more people. So social media, I'm going to be focusing a lot of time on this year. And it could lead to other work, you know, like UGC. If you know how to use the platform, you you know how to create content for people. And that's kind of where I'm going to be looking at. So they're, they're my, main, my main ones, my main goals for Love the year. It. 
Oh, they're good ones. But, like, I feel like they're, like, completely attainable in, like, the same way. But, like, you're going to have to push yourself. But I don't think they're, like, crazy goals where you're like, oh, I don't know. You know, I feel like they're very attainable for you. The f- Not last year, the year before, I made the mistake of making, like, being super ambitious, um, which yeah. is great. But there was a line where it, like, wasn't realistic. Like, I set myself... I want to do 12 credits in one year. Well, one job I booked lasted three months. So then... Yeah, then there was, you going to do that? Yeah, there was no way I was going to be able to do it. And then the industry went into a pandemic. Like, we had a pandemic and, you know, that put a spanner in the works. And, you know, I thought that the industry would be back up and running again, and it wasn't. Um, so you just can't predict things like that. You can try your best. So that's why I've gone for three things this year. Because that'll be doable. But 12 was just 12 new credits. It, it was really difficult. And I just felt disappointed that I hadn't done it when actually it just yeah. wasn't realistic or achievable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think like when every actor makes their goals, it, that's really important to think about as well. But also really like think about like what you want and like don't be embarrassed to write it down. No one else is going to see that. And if you're I mean listen like I second guess myself all the time but you still have to like write that down like be honest with yourself like really what do you want as an actor and who are those people that are like that you really look up to and find like those mentors to like help you push you and like get you to those goals and I think what I've started doing as well is I like have a five-year plan where do I see myself in five years and then I go from there. I break it down. Okay, what can I do year by year? What can I do quarter by quarter? So every three months, what can I do each month? And what can I do each day to make sure that that happens? So I always feel like I'm working towards something, even though I might not be where I'm at yet. I'm still working towards that same big goal that hopefully in five years time, things can change. Yeah. So, Literally, you're speaking like a true businesswoman with like your five-year goal and stuff I love it no and that's that's important because performers as much as people say oh they're just like people that are chasing their dream no like they're actual business people because you are there you are the business you are with what your your company is like you are that company so I feel like that's really important to have and that's great I mean I do that for limelight so why do I not do that for myself This is the thing I was realizing that I was doing a lot more of that for TPJ than myself. And as an actor, you are your business, you are your product, you are your service. So I was like, I need to get together. And also I'm a person first and then a performer second. So if I haven't got my visions aligned, if I don't have my health goals, if I don't have my health, I don't have any of this. So there was a lot of things and developing my intellect with the, the reading and all this kind of stuff and I know that I'm very financially concerned I like knowing money and obviously that's not the easiest as an actor so setting myself goals so I'm not as stressed about that and worried about it so that I'm dealing with me as a human first then me as a business and then my business rather than the other way around yeah absolutely I think that's very valid and when you're like trying to be on set more as like if it's either an extra or as like someone like if you're if you booked the show are you are you gonna like how are you going to apply yourself for that like how are you gonna find those jobs yeah yeah I think a lot of it I'm gonna 
I'm going to hustle myself and make connections with people and write to people. Um, I've started today my own submissions sheet. Obviously, your agent kind of has a submission sheet of everything they've put you up for that year, which I didn't realise you can ask for and see what you've been being put up for. Every agent has like this automatic computer-generated list and they when they submit you for stuff on their casting sites it will automatically go into this database for each actor um so if they don't have that and they won't show it to you that's probably not a good sign yeah Yeah, um but they all have this computer generated list and I looked at what my agent had put me up for this year and there was actually a lot that they put me up for that I didn't realize they had um so I'm really grateful to them for that But I was like, why am I not tracking this? Because I can look at what date they've put me up for, what casting site it was on, what the job was, whereabouts it was based. And I can literally start analyzing, right, did I have to self-tape for that one? What was it about it? And start analyzing the patterns of which jobs I'm booking and which ones I'm not and working out why that is. Sometimes there's no answer, but it's going to be a helpful reference point for me. So I've started my own submissions database today, ready for the new that. year. Well, that's awesome. Like, that's how you do, that's really, really cool. I think that's a great idea for every actor to ask their agent. Like, or, and you know what, if you don't have an agent, go on, if you're, if you're a US-based actor, Actors Access, Casting Networks, go on and see what your past submissions were for yourself. You can do it on your own and really see, like, what am I, what am I not booking? Why am I not? And really think about those questions because that's a great way to see like what you're missing. Yeah. And I've never tracked before now, but I was like, why am I not doing this? So now it's a new yeah. year. It's time to start logging everything. And then I can look back on each month as well and be like, okay, what did I book this month? Do I need to invoice anyone? did I get any opportunities? Did I get seen by anyone? Is there anything else they've got coming up that I could be seen for and that might be right? You know, so I think it's going to be a helpful reference point. So I've started that this year as well. Nice. And how long, and I know you're with an agent. So like, how long are you, have you been with this agent? I have been with them since May of last year. So like not, not even a year yet. Um, but yeah, they're, they're really nice and we have a great relationship. So that's really lovely. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So I think m- moving forward, you know, I need to be just as proactive as I always am because it's not solely their job to get me work. Um, it's very much my job as well. And at the end of the day, I know I need to get myself jobs because you're the only one that's truly looking out for just you you know you've got a team that are great but they've got a number of people they need to look after not just you so it's it's got to be on you to look at the casting sites to write to people to update everything um to make sure they've got the most relevant information so that they can pitch you well absolutely all right so what are some good agencies for people, if, if their New Year's resolution was finding an agent, what are agencies that UK people should know about? Well, I think... Or even Amer- <laughs> yeah, I think, first of all, there's going to be a lot of new people wanting to get started in the industry this year and sign with agents. So the first thing I need to remind people is that agents work only on commission. They should never be charging upfront fees. And if they're trying to charge upfront fees 
it's a scam. Do not pay it. If they've already got their, your money, they're not going to be motivated to find you work. The reason they're motivated to get you work is because they take a chunk of your paycheck when they get you work. Um, so they need to work on commission. They need the to have seen. The most commission I've heard is 10%. See, I that's different over here. Oh, it's different over there. Yeah. Okay. So there's different rates for different things. Um, so standard industry standard over here is between 10 and 20% because if it's like a big commercial with a nice chunky buyout or if they've had to um, do something for say if they've had to haggle a lot more or they've had to you really use a connection to try and get you in the room and work really hard then they might take 20% rather than 10 um, if it's like a music video and only a one day shoot, but it's really well paid, they might take 20%. If it's a theater contract that's running for six months, they might only take 12.5 or a 10% because it's consistent oh, income for them. So it will vary, but it should be no more than 20% and it should be no less than, than 10. It should be between 10 and 20, to be fair. Um, I would suggest looking at that as well and I think some agencies are like willing to sign you from nothing like just seeing your headshot and CV that should not be enough for them to want to sign you they should want to see you in action and they should definitely want to have an interview with you to discuss if you're a right fit for them as well as them being a right fit for you and I think so many people jump into this thing thinking oh it's an agent but sometimes having the wrong agent can hinder you and be worse than having no agent at all. So find someone that's, that's going to help you. That was like my life. That was like what happened to me. I graduated from college. I got signed. And I don't think we were a great fit for each other. And they were putting me in for the wrong work. And that like totally hindered like my options on like trying to book something. But also like when you said that you have to be thinking about what's best for you as an actor and you're interviewing them as well. Like you need to ask those questions. Like that is so important because it's not about them wanting you. It's also you wanting them to and know your worth, please, because you're going to find someone, you're going to find an agent. I know you will, but you have to understand that it's not just the other way around. Yeah. People think there's like this power imbalance that agents are like these big almighty people with the future, your future at their hands. And, you know, they they want you as well. And they know that they can make money if you're with them. Um, so you have that. If you, you've got to the point where you're having a meeting with an agent, you need to be confident in knowing that they're, they're pretty keen by that point. It doesn't mean they're definitely going to sign you because that's what the interview is for. But it is a good sign. Right. They want to get to, they want to feel your energy. They want to know, like, if, if you're inquisitive, like they want, they like asking those questions are so important. Like I, I don't like have a full list of questions to ask an agent, like at this moment, but like definitely what's the, what's the commission that you, that you take from me? That's the number one for sure. How do you communicate with me? Do I tell you every time I finish an audition? Like, do I email you? Would you like to hear a phone call from me? Something like that, because communication is so key in your relationship. You have to be able to say, hey, I'm, I really want to go in for this, this show, or I would really be interested in that. Are there any other, um, are there ways that I should tell you that I need to take off for a couple of weeks? Like, 
definitely like know those questions when you're going in for that interview for sure I think one thing I like to ask them as well is where do you see me where are you going to be pitching me where are you gonna what do you see my talents as because if they don't know what my strengths are they are not going to be selling me in the right way so if they say oh I can really see you in this this is your look this is what you've got going for you and it aligns with my vision and where I want to be then that's great and a positive sign but if they say oh we really think you should be going in for this kind of role and it's not stuff that I'm interested in or passionate about or have explicitly said that's not the kind of work I want to do and they're still trying to put me in that box that's where problems could arise absolutely all right so what are those agencies that people that people should know about if they're like starting their hunt I think it varies a lot. What I tell people to look for rather than getting named suggestions is I tell them to look at several things. So commission rate, the location, where are their bases? Where have they got local connections with? Where, who are their connections in the industry? What kind of work are they getting their clients? Is it in the areas you want to work? How many agents represent how many performers? Is it a small agency? Is it big agency? Um, and what are the caliber of other actors? Go on there, have a look at their client list, see who they've got on their books, see who they're currently representing um, and seeing what they're currently doing in the industry right now. Go and look at their social medias of the people they represent, see if they're doing stuff, see if they're taping on their stories or, you know, see what's happening. I think those things are really important to look at because I could recommend someone that I think is great, but if you don't want to work in that area of the industry, or you don't vibe with that person. I mean, there was an agent, I won't name drop names, but there was an agent who I was convinced I wanted to sign with in my third year. Like I was 100% convinced that this agent was coming in and I wanted them and only them because they were doing everything I wanted from their website and their ethos. I was like, that's perfect. And they walked into the room and I kid you not, they said something and within... 10 seconds, I didn't want to sign with them. I was like, that is not the energy that I want to come out of an audition to. That is not the energy that I want to be telling, look, I didn't book this job. That is not the kind of way I'd want to deal. I'm harsh on myself. I don't need someone else who's going to be running around telling me, telling me off. Like I need someone who's going to empathize and support me and do their best with me to work together. Um, and their whole everything was about their ego and they were very concerned that that we were auditioning for them even though they had no interest in signing anyone they were there for a day out turns out they they actually wanted to sign quite a few people by the end of the day but they were very you're auditioning for me and that's it and that was just not the energy that I wanted so I think interviewing people it would be unfair for me to say oh definitely this agent because I haven't been represented by all the agents I won't know what they like to work with they might be lovely on paper and great but if they're not nice and not going to gel with who you are and where you're going then I could be hindering rather than helping so I'd say look at the size of the agency the agent to client ratio who they've got on their books who their connections are where they're kind of based within the area are they based near you have they got connections near you things like that I think are really 
important to look at. I mean, obviously, you've got your big dogs in the industry who are like the cream of the crop and getting these massive actors into massive shows. Um, and I think, you know, if you do your research, you'll realise which ones they are. Because <laughs> um, it's all the same people that have got the same calibre of people on their books. You know, if you go through any Netflix series cast list or BBC or it's the same people and agents that keep propping up. Um so I would recommend doing a lot of research, but know what you want first um, and then research as much as you possibly can to find people that are right for you. So I'm just a bit reluctant to give names of particular people because they might be exactly what I want, but not be what you want and vice versa. It might be perfect for you and I I might not get along with that agent or want to work in that sector. So um do your research is the main thing I would say spend the time I know it takes a lot of time to research but it's so worth putting in that time to work out who's right for you and the journey you're on yeah I mean it is your career so take the time (laughs) yeah I mean in in terms of US agents and things is there anything you advise people to look out for Maybe not even like look out for, but I think starting out finding a boutique agency is a great place to start. You want that person to just be focused on a small amount of people so you can really like form this relationship, like what you said. Find that person, find those agencies um, that are smaller and not the big theme ones because I don't, unless you're like about to book Broadway. And even people that are booking Broadway aren't even signed with like the biggest agencies. They're signed with a smaller agency that, and that's just how, and you also have to realize like that's a way how you work. Like, what do you want? Do you want someone to be able to email you and not be their assistant? Like, is that something that you want? Um, Like that kind of relationship. But my parents also actually just put me onto this TV show. It's called 10%. Have you seen it? No. Oh my gosh, it's a, it's a British TV show. It's on Prime Video right now. And it's based on like Call My Agent. It's like a French show. But it's an agency um, and how they bring in um, like actual like real actors to be like their, um, you know, the people that they signed into that agency and like how they deal with booking people. And stuff. it's really, really great. Um, was it Jack Devonport? He's in Smash. He's in it. It's hysterical. It's comedic, but it's also about this girl who's like an actress and she's in the, um, she's just like a a secretary and she wants to book. And like, you see that, like, you know, like that could also be a really great way for you to get to know an agency. If you want to do tech work and start working in that agency and see what they're like, see what they're looking for. I don't like fully suggest doing that because then they'll just see you, as a secretary that's how I that's what I've been told like if you want to really hear like the background of that agency I wouldn't suggest working for them but if you're going to do temp work it'd be a great way just to to go and find that information and I also suggest don't go show up at their office because they don't want you doing that yeah if you're looking to apply via email or there's like on I'm doing like a like talking about agencies right now and on TikTok and social media and stuff. And people are like, I just like don't know anything. 
about agencies or which ones or like what kind or whatever. But on their website, they all have a submission site. So you can submit there or you can also just send them an email or you have someone that you know that's part of their agency and you say, hey, I'm, I'm friends with blah, 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 and they suggest me talking to you. That's a way that you can also find an agent. And when you're applying to an agent, I cannot stress this enough, do your research and read the instructions because on some submission pages, yeah, yeah. there will be a form. On some, it will say, direct your email to this member in the office. Some, it will say, advertise it to all agents so it gets circulated. And then on some some emails, I know when we were in college, um, this agent brought in all the bad applications that they'd ever had. And this person had addressed it to the head of the agency. The head of the agency, the agency that it was named after, the guy died in like 1756. So like, they'd addressed the email to him. And it's like, that was a long time ago. He's not around. He's not going to help you. Um, so make sure you do your research and don't address it to someone who died like 400 years ago. <laughs> That's a really great point. Because <laughs> <laughs> names can be deceiving. They they are sometimes named after iconic people that came years and years. It's like their great, 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 great grandchild that's now running the agency, you know, or they've <laughs> sold it on and just kept the name because of their status. But it does not mean that you address it to that person. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah, great point. Definitely don't do that. Do your research. There's always a meet the team page. Like more often than not, there is a meet the team page on that agency's website. Go down, work out which agent you're applying to, who in the office is going to get your email and address it to them. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. I'm trying to think anything about an eight, like other agencies. I mean, there's another thing that I've seen. It's like popped up. It was called... Um, Agent Blasters, and it's this new, like, site where you can, um, I think you have to, like, pay to, like, use this, like, site, but you pay for it, you put your, you, like, find the, the, um, agencies that you're interested in, and they'll just, like, send out a mass email, basically, but don't like oh that's really interesting so you don't have to really like do work and find all those emails but I'm like I think you want them all really personal like you want them you want to be personal I know you want to send out like a hundred emails but I think being really personal is key and on the subject line don't say seeking representation find a different way to say it because I'm I'm telling unless they unless they specify on what to say on the subject but like I would really like try to be out of the box and not be crazy but just like not be not not as um generic as possible because you have personality so make sure you show that through your your email or your letter that you're sending them and also agents get hundreds of submissions each day, each week, each month, each hour, <laughs> some of them. Um, so like really make it personal because a, temp- a template blanket email that's been sent out to everyone, they will see through that and they won't look at it. They're like, Absolutely. if they're sending it to everyone, why should I bother reading it? They're going to see through it straight away. So make it personal. Something that I like to do is go through each different agency's mission statement and pick out the keywords that I resonate with and put it straight in that email. 
straight away. So they know that I like subliminally, I've told them that I'm on their wavelength, you know, things like that. Just, it does take a lot of time and it does take a lot of researching, but it is so worth taking the time to make valued connections rather than just sending, hi, I'm an actor, I'm looking for representation, here's my spotlight, here's my CV, you know, because they're they're not going to look at that. They want to know why you want to work with them and what you can bring to them. Why should they want you? They need to know that. Right. And listen, if you, right now, if you don't have an agent, that's okay. And really what an agent does is book you work. So that means for you, if you don't have an agent, you got to be your own and you've got to go onto the casting sites every morning, start making like relationships with other people, start networking. That's like, that's what an agent does. So you really can do the same. I mean, I know people that book without having an agent, which is amazing. It's, it's a lot of work, but you are, it's possible. You, you can do that and you should start doing that before you're even looking to get an agent is to make sure that you have some work to show what you're capable of. Being self-represented is a real eye-opener because it shows how hard you have to work. It tells you how motivated you have to be. It shows you how resilient you have to be. It makes you work so, so hard to get these connections. It makes you extremely proactive. I mean, for the first, I think, 11 months when I left drama school, I didn't have an agent. I was self-represented. And then I ended up getting an agent because I thought it was better than having no agent. And I ended up still booking myself more work than my agent did because I'd been self-represented for that long that I was hustling that hard that it it was fine. I didn't need an agent that was going to do me a disservice. I just needed to keep going on my own. But it was that ego thing of, oh, I need to have an agent. They need to help me. And, you know, I need to be represented. You don't. There's nothing else sometimes that you're going to gain from that so do what's right for you being self-represented is a wonderful thing it teaches you so much about yourself as well and it really shows that you want it so yeah and more and more people are wanting to see self-represented actors so don't be disheartened about the fact that you're self-represented because it can be an asset to you absolutely and there are also options where they like say you can freelance so let's let's start it let's start being together working together for like six months and see where it goes like that's a great that's also an opportunity that other agencies offer too so look at that as well because there are definitely some that don't offer that which sometimes oh it's interesting we can take into account of that as well yeah so I think if you're looking for an agent this year um and that is something you want to follow if you don't be self-represented, do it by yourself. But if that is something you are looking for, remember the red flags, remember to take your time with it in researching and applying and really find someone who's right for you and is going to help your career rather than hinder it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cheers on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know I had a couple of questions. If yes. you want to, if you want to see those questions, yeah. I one question was, how do I join the union? So is this UK or US? Because it works differently. Both. Both. Right. Okay. So UK wise, um, the biggest one we have over in the UK is Equity, 
um, which is the Performers Union. And I think they've changed the regulations of what you needed to do. It used to be that you needed to be working professionally and have professional credit or you trained at a certain facility. Um, I think now you can apply for your equity card and be part of the union. I would advise anyone who is working as a, a performer in the industry to be represented by at least a union. I'm personally with equity because it's the biggest one and they have the best kind of legal team who will help deal with things and negotiate contracts and help you if you need it. And also you get insurance with it so I think for the amount you pay it's very valuable you also get access to a couple of their castings there's not many on there but there are a few different ones that aren't on any other sites Um, and you just get a lot of support and representation so I think that's vital and you may not need it all the time but when stuff happens and stuff hits the fan it's good to know that you have that direct line to call and um, everything kind of sorted for you and in place Um, So I would advise doing that and it's dead easy. You sign up to their website and it's not a lot a month, but it just gives you peace of mind. It's always better to have it than not. And it means that you get treated better um, and they can help make sure that that happens. You've got someone in your corner. absolutely and is that for tv film and theater they do everything they cover you for everything so live events tv film theater circus whatever you whatever you're doing you are covered teaching um everything so it's it's well worth joining and looking into there are other unions out there but um in the uk the biggest one you've got is equity and they're very active and they've done a lot of work over the last 12 months and they're really they're really being proactive and uh, really changing the industry in the positive way. So I would highly recommend getting there if you're working in the UK. That's lovely. Well, all right. So ours is Actors Equity and you can get offered, if you get offered an equity contract, that's one way to join equity. Another one is like be a member of a sister union, which is like SAG-AFTRA, which is the Screen Actors Guild. So Actors Equity is theater, SAG is film and TV. You can also get their membership through EMC candidacy. So if you are a part of, I think you have to do like 50 weeks um, at a theater and then you gain those like points. It's called EMC points. And if you have 50 points, then you can also be an actor's equity. And then for SAG, you can do the same thing if you're like a part of a sister union. If you're cast in a principal or a speaking role, then you can become SAG. And then, oh yeah, three days covered SAG extra work, which I was, I was looking it up and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. So if you're an extra and you work three days, then you're SAG covered. And I gotta say, this is this is funny. Like I was non-union working on a film and SAG's like food cart had the best food I gotta say it was stunning though but they really do treat they treat their actors really really well and I think becoming a part of uh, SAG is a great great way um to keep have have in your corner basically what you said is important but yeah and I know I'm not sure on how much the dues are for SAG do you have you guys have dues right that you have to spend oh, no 
Oh, like you don't. So when you pay, you just like pay like a full a year. Yeah. A yearly submission. Okay. Cool. 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 Nice. But that's that's one question. Another question was. If you are moving to, yeah, if you're moving to the UK, what's something to know about auditioning? I think a lot of people think when you move to the UK that you have to be in London because that's the only place. Um, Our country is really ridiculously small um, and you can go anywhere really um, and be within distance I would definitely recommend looking at the Midlands if you're moving over here because it's just that bit cheaper and there's loads of TV and film stuff and theatre stuff regionally that are popping up around here because it's so much cheaper to put it on um, there's things happening in Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland you do not have to be in London and I think there's a massive misconception that you have to be in the capital England is really small. You can commute out. If there's a job in Birmingham, you can easily get there from London. You can easily, if you live in Birmingham, easily get to London. Um, there's places everywhere up and down the country. So don't be falling into the trap that you have to live in London, which is ridiculously expensive um, because you can get around the rest of the country and get to where you need to be in relatively short time. Um, yeah. And it's quite all quite accessible, so don't worry about having to be in London for it. That's a good one. All right, the next question is: uh, This person is American, and they wanted to know if they need to have a British accent to do work over in in the UK. What no. do you think? <laughs> no. Um. Sometimes they might want an American actor with a Native American accent. You wouldn't believe how many castings I see for that all the time. And um, obviously there's not that many Native American um accents over here. So um, that's that's really helpful um, and an asset to you in that. And they're always looking for regional accents um, as well as, you know, the standard RP. Um, but very, very rarely. I think, obviously, if you can get accent training to, to add skills to your, you know, skill set and add strings to your bow, absolutely do it because I know that's an area that I want to work on personally because I just think it's such a great asset to you. Um, but no, you yeah. do not need a British accent to come and work over here. <laughs> that was a great answer. That's that, it my questions. That was the last one that I had. Last time I came to America, people thought I was from Australia, not UK. And no one could understand my accent, I think, because I was... It's toned down a lot, but I think because I was so northern... Um, it did used to sound like not British. They thought British people were really posh and I came over with a very northern oh my God. accent and, you right, know, well, through people. Put on your, put your, like, really butter your accent, accent on and let's hear it. Let's see if you sound Aussie. Help me do it. That's a classic Derby saying. And it was just a lot more northern and I'd lived in Leeds for a year, so... It were very, I don't know. It's it it just it, it 100% changed. So um, I've mellowed it out because uh, I lived in Cambridge for a while and they're very, um, very well spoken there. So I have tried to true. adopt that. Um, but yes, no. I mean, regional accents are a great thing to have. And if you have a native accent, that's a huge asset to you. 
Um, and having accents is a great thing to have, but it's not it's not essential. So don't panic. I like that. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. What was the weirdest thing you had to do in an audition? I <laughs> oh, there's so many traumatic memories coming flooding there, back. Is that concerning? <laughs> <clears throat> um, one was. My first ever audition was accidentally for a nude photo shoot. I didn't know it was nude. My college sent me there. And they told me to wear minimal clothing. And then I'd gone in, like, this bikini top and high-waisted dance pants and was told I was wearing too much. So that was really awkward. Um, oh, my God. And then the other one that that really traumatised me, we were doing a, a pub. This, this theatre show was set in a pub... And bearing in mind, I don't drink. And they wanted us to to rave like we'd had 10 pints and were completely off our face and we'd taken stuff and all sorts. So we had to rave. And then we were told to bring a pop song, any pop song, ballad, up-tempo, whatever song. And at any moment, someone would have to, when the music stopped, someone would sing. It was like musical statues, but with singing. So you would rave, do this really like crazy rave, like you'd drunk loads, you'd taken stuff, and then the music would stop, and then someone, not no one was chosen, you just had to be aware and work out who was going to sing and just go for it. And I'd pick this lovely ballad. So everyone's <laughs> raving, and then the music stops, and they're like, right, I'm going to have to go, no one else is going. And then I just had to sing a ballad, and it was really awkward and uh, I don't know why they hadn't told us to prepare like an up-tempo pop song as if you were in a nightclub, but they didn't. Um, so that was a really, <clears throat> yeah, needless to say, I didn't book the job. And we also had to play tag in that audition and do a catwalk. So that was a pretty full-on one. That was pretty full-on. Oh What's the worst thing you've had to do? <laughs> Top of that. Honestly, <laughs> I don't think I could do the whole, like... Well, you know what? I did have an audition where they did something like... Um, Everyone was, like, standing in a circle. It was for this, like, revolutionary, like, time period show. And I was like, this is so interesting. I love history. Um, and I'm like, oh, like, this is really interesting. And they're having us in a circle. It's, like, a folky, um, folky music. And they had us learn a song. And everyone's, like, humming. And person the director was like, okay, now you sing. And then they're singing. And then they stop. And he goes, all right, so now... Every every person just has to go, but it's on like the feeling of who goes first. And there were like people like oh, and because like they weren't like catching up on like who was supposed to sing and what, and it was like really uncomfortable. That was just really weird um, that I was a part of that. And then another one was there's been so many weird ones. I mean, I honestly have to say it was like the foot. Um, mask that I had to send in for and they were like asking photos of like my feet <laughs> and <laughs> Jake's like what are you doing and it was like a foot mask and like show us like how happy you are like putting on your foot mask and you have to like make your own like I don't have foot masks at my house like and it was all like during COVID and they were like what like it's your favorite foot mask that you got that you're gonna do with your girlfriend and like set something up and I had to like take pictures of like my feet like not in a weird way but that was just like really odd um 
another one was like oh my god yeah another one was i was in for a wedding audition and they're like all right you're gonna dance pretend you're dancing with your father and everyone else had a part had like their father with them in the room and I didn't have one so I just had to like pretend that my father was like in the room with me and I'm like this is just bizarre and I'm like can you do any like break dancing moves I'm like no they're like oh 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 okay okay they're like do you want to try I'm like oh my god I'm gonna kill myself like what (laughs) I think those are probably the weird, like the weirdest ones. I'm sure I'm thinking of some of like more that will just like pop up in my head. I'm sure we've got many to come as well. Like, you know, like the ones that you just turn up and you know you're going to be in for a hell of a day. (laughs) Yes. You're like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. It's usually like the new work auditions. You're like, wow, like this is odd. But it's, um, we're going to enjoy it and we're just going to get through it all together. Yeah. I don't think there's been many other... I had to dance around the room like Cindy Lauper while singing Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. And they wanted me to like roll on the floor. I'm like, you do know it's not going to sound good. Like, you're making me like skip around the room and throw myself on the floor like Cindy Lauper. She like, she recorded it in a booth, you know, before she did that. Um, yeah, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, that was fun. That was a fun one though. That wasn't too traumatic. The other's... I wouldn't want to do again but when people say to me oh what can I expect in an audition I always tell them expect the unexpected and you won't be surprised honestly (laughs) absolutely it's never normal it's never the same no matter what like I mean I had a friend where she was going in and the fire alarm started going off and she's like all right like here it is and it's it's like her last note like the big note and the alarm started going off and she's like okay I'm just gonna sit here and she's like so do you want to do it again like can I do it again they're like yeah yeah absolutely and then it went on again she's like all right I don't they're like great thank you so much and she's like okay walk down the room as an animal that's one of my personal favorites have you ever done that yet Yes. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I'm usually like a bear or something. What gets me is I'll tell you to pick an animal before they tell you what you're going to do with that animal. I'm like, now I always have three animals in my head, and depending on what they ask, I will choose that animal. That's the I kind like of level that. we have to be prepared in this industry. I like that. That's a really great idea. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's too good. I'm trying to think of like the other I definitely had a weird one where I like came home to like my roommate and I was like, you would not believe what I had to do. And they were just like, this is so weird. <laughs> and it's usually like commercial auditions. Like the commercial auditions are really. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Yeah, there was one where I had to pretend to be on a bike, but I wasn't, they, they specifically said, please do not film this on your bike, but please act on your bike and keep eye contact with the camera so I'm like pedaling away yeah um staring down the camera lens oh there's some fun ones you have fun oh I gangster rapped of course I have I gangster rapped as a penguin that has been a top audition of mine I booked that job that was oh, great fun. Yeah. It's part of the Alice in Winter Wonderland craziness that I did over Christmas. 
But yeah, I had to, for that, I had to do four monologues. One was Alice, which was really lovely and dead cute and audience interaction-y. One was a pompous flower with an RP accent. Very posh. Oh, um, in RP? Yes. And it was fantastic. I really enjoyed being a snob. It was great. Um, and then I had to do um, a monologue with me as the Cheshire Cat, like super smiley, big grin all the way through. Um, and then I had to do a gangster rapping penguin. And you know when you think, right, I can't rap, so I've got to make it look like it's funny bad rather than it just me going for it because otherwise it's just going to look awkward and not quite obvious. So I've got to go full out like silly with it so that they can tell that it's a joke rather than... So I did beatbox and two-step. That's a great way to do that. I beatboxed, I two-stepped, I gave it all the actions, I was giving it the big break it down, like everything. Book the job, people. That's how you gang with the penguin. When do I get to see this audition? Ah, never. I've made them sign something <laughs> to say that if I ever, God forbid, get famous, that is not allowed to come out. Um, yeah, that will be the first thing that, that leaks. If anyone <coughs> gets in touch with the director, I'm sure he'll happily send it to you along with the producer. Um, but that hopefully will be in an archive somewhere and never to be seen again. But, uh, you know, if you came and saw the show, you'd have known that that's yeah. just what we do. Yeah, if anyone's looking for a rapper, Emily is good. She's ready. She's I'm, It's on my CV now. That's it. I can gangster rap as a penguin. So I'm pretty sorted. Don't know, I'm like, <laughs> there you go. That's a new talent. I love, I love that. You know, it's gonna if you're ever on like a talk show, like they're gonna find this and they're gonna be like, so, um, I heard you can like gangster rap on a penguin. Yeah. A penguin. You got it. Hey, I booked the job. I got paid to do it. it must have been. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I beatboxed my way to gangster penguin jobs. That's what I do. That could be like your um your type your typecast. Gangster penguin type cast. There's there's a lot out there, okay? (laughs) I think that would narrow my search down quite considerably. (laughs) Don't know how many gangster penguin roles there are going, but I'll take them if anyone's interested. If anyone's listening to this and has a gangster penguin role open, I'm your gal. So. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, life. You never know what you're gonna do as an actor, but just have fun with it. Don't take yourself too seriously. Take your work seriously, of course, but don't take yourself too seriously. You can't. Yeah. And if, it, if you're in, like, a group audition, like what we both did, like, everyone else is, like, feeling the same way. Like, oh, my God, like, we're doing this. Or, like, this is so stupid or I feel really, really weird. But if you just go into it, it'll be fine. And, you know, I don't remember anyone in that room. Yeah. So that's good, too. Isn't that awesome? It's like you can be dumb. Or and feel like you're being really silly, but I don't remember anyone in that room. There's like a mutual respect, isn't there? Of like, right, you all look at each other and go, "That's the end of the audition. We shall never speak of this again. That's yes. it. We're done." I and- swear, I'm really cool in person. If you, <laughs> you should get to know room, me. Really, I swear, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I've been there. Yeah, I know that feeling. And also, if you hold back, you actually look sillier. Because you're like you're you're in the room for a job and everyone else is going for it, and if you hold back, 
you end up looking standing out more because our eyes are drawn to you because everyone's giving like 110%. And then if you're not, your eyes immediately go to you as like, what's wrong? You know, so if you don't want to stand out, fit in to stand out. No, stand out to fit in. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, truly. I agree with that. Yeah, and take a risk. It's always, I like so this is bad. I still remember a girl that was in our Legally Blonde audition call, and she, like, dropped down to a split, like a jump split, and everyone's like, whoa! And you're like, because she went for it. Like, it was, like, one of those things that, like, you really didn't have to do, and she just did it. And I think the casting director was like, oh, oh, my, what? great, great. I, she didn't book the job, but it was amazing, and I, I still remember it as very, very memorable. Yeah. And she should have looked. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think take a risk, go for it, and just enjoy the process of it of auditioning. If you're back out auditioning this year, like myself and like Spencer, then just just have fun with it, just enjoy it, and enjoy being an actor. Yeah, this is like your time for you to basically like you're working, you're auditioning, like you are in. Pretend this is a performance, like. This is pretend you're getting paid for this. Like this is this is it. So act like you're uh, you're doing it and you got it. And you're gonna book. Fake it till you make it, folks. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> We're faking. We're faking it. We're faking it. We're doing it. Yeah, I prefer the term blagging, but we 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 either way we're doing it and we're out there with you and we fully sympathize and i would like to wish everyone listening an amazing 2023 filled with love success happiness and good health and um i hope that everything goes well please do keep us up to date with what you're doing because we we love to hear what everyone's up to so do drop us a dm we may not reply straight away but we will we will see and we will get back to you eventually um but we'd love to know what you're up to so best of luck everyone for 2023 spencer thank you so much for having i just love our chat so much thank you so much absolutely darling have the best time thank you thank you and thank you to everyone for listening at home i've been your co-host bethany unwin and i'm spencer martinez and this has been performer talks